Hey, welcome to the Lead Life Podcast. Hey, it's Rich Mulholland. And I'm Justin King. And this is the first in the Anchor remote app. So this interview, instead of being done face-to-face, is done by the uh, app itself. Please let us know if it sounds okay and how it's going. Justin, how yeah. are you, dude? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I've been missing you, Rich. Um, you, you've been away for a week, eh? so I've, I've, I feel like I've had withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> how was how was how was the week in Chicago? It was super rad. I got to do uh, two talks at um, LinkedIn, which is really cool. It's such a lovely team. I mean, it's amazing. It's a it's a corporate that doesn't seem to know that it's a corporate. They act like entrepreneurs. You know, they it's very very cool. I'm I'm blown away by the culture and the type of people they have and just their general energy. I really enjoyed. Amazing. Because you got you, you got pretty immersed with them. I mean, you delivered a talk, but you also you I mean you, you had dinner with the guys in the evening, and you got involved with the teams in some other ways as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I did. Um, I ended up doing two talks for them there. I'd, I'd originally spoken for them in Ireland. Uh, I did two talks for them. Went out to dinner with the guys, and the one was a much more personal one. It was like there was kind of the business one on day one, and a, a more personal kind of vulnerable talking to the team, and uh, you know, uh, and it was rad. Like made some really cool connections with the guys. I also spent um, some more time at one of my favorite businesses in the world called Double Good. Uh, I've done a couple of videos with this guy, Tim Heitman. He's just an incredible, incredible guy, and their business model is magnificent. Yeah, I mean, I, I jumped on that as soon as you had mentioned it and had a look. <laughs> you got the message from me saying, this is ridiculous. I mean, the model is amazing, and, and by the sounds of things, they are, are killing it. So, yeah, guys should check it out. Double Good. It's, it's, it's really rad. But Rich, yeah. I know you are in a rush again. Um, you need to jump on your bike and you need to head to some some meetings. So um, let's let's crack on with what this this uh, week's episode is all about. And today we're going to be discussing the idea of a talent stack, a term yes. first coined first coined by uh, Scott Adams. And um, so yeah, yeah. Those who don't know, Scott Adams is probably most famously known as the writer of the Dilbert cartoons. Correct. So, I mean, that was first published back in 1989 and is now in something like 2,000 newspapers, 65 countries and and 25 languages. So he's done well as a cartoonist. Um, He's also quite a well-known author, published, I think, roughly about five nonfiction books, as well as a host of other Dilbert-related material. And this this idea of the talent... Highly recommend on a totally different, um, a totally different, uh, his book, Illusion or Religion War, both of which are phenomenal. They're, they're more thought experiments than actual uh, points of view on religion. They just, they make you think, but very, very, very good. Awesome. So one of the books that's, well, the book we're going to touch on today is, is the, the book that he, I suppose he originally had this concept of the talent stack and I, I I don't think he actually spoke about it as a talent stack in that book. So that was How to Fail Almost Everything and Still Win Big. So that was first published in 2013, and that was kind of the, the story of, of his life. Um, and, and the main thing that we took out of that book was around a combination of mediocre skills can make you surprisingly valuable. And that's what he spoke about. But fast, So that was back in 2013 that he first, first published that. But fast forward three years... And he then started writing, or firstly, he, he successfully predicted that Donald Trump would win the elections in 2016, which was... And, and give a reason why. Exactly. And that was, 
all in a blog post on on his uh, his website. There, and I'll I'll include all the links to these to these articles. But in that, he really I think that's probably where he first coined the term talent stack and starts outlining why he thought Donald Trump would would trump the the elections. Right. The the basic premise of this and why so i actually my exposure to it was through the article i'd actually put a tweet out a while ago talking about uh you know being a jack of all trades why i think it's a, you know quite a good thing i've often said that people talk about thinking outside of the box and people say to me oh you really think outside the box and my answer is always the same it's like no i just have a lot of boxes uh it's hard to think outside the box because then you've got nothing is that but the more boxes you have the easier it is to 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 transition so i'm able to take things from my hobbies like board gaming and apply them to business and then uh, you know most of what i read is fiction but fiction is so well researched that i learn stuff then i can go into a meeting and be able to have a discussion around derivatives because i've picked up things so I, I tweeted something about this and somebody replied to me and said, dude, this sounds like uh, the, the, you know, Scott Adams talent stack and the basic article. I mean, this talk is built around an article that you could read. I mean, I, I'm sure we did. We linked the article in the talk drawer talk. Yes. Yes, we have. I mean, you could read it in maybe, you know, shorter than the time you're spending in this podcast and you should, it is such an amazing concept. And it basically talks to the idea that, um, I, like, and let's take this from a business context. Within our business, people are so highly specialized. They want to set out to build the biggest tree instead, like, you know, to be the best at being one thing instead of building the most impressive forest. And that's the kind of metaphor he uses to describe Donald Trump. He says, Donald Trump doesn't have the largest tree in any of the areas, he's not the world's best public speaker, but he's a good public. He's like above average. He's not the best debater, but he's above average. He's not the best, you know, manager, but he's above average. And basically what he's saying is that each one of his trees, he may not have the highest tree in any forest in the world, but he has one of the most impressive forests in the world. And that's why he won. His talent stack is so impressive. And I think that's such an applicable mindset to the skills within your business to your teams is how broad are their talent stacks and in today's day and age with the kind of amount of disruption coming having a broad talent stack is what you need for survival yeah and and i think scott first managed to to figure this out um by looking at himself so he he often writes about and would say that he, he is, hasn't got the greatest artistic talent. He's not the best writer in the world. He's not the, the funniest guy ever. But he, he's pretty adept at all of those things. And then he, he says he's also got mediocre business uh, skills. And combined, he's really managed to make a success of himself. Um, and it, it has had quite, quite a lot of commercial value to him. Right, because his talent stack is powerful. Because he's able to, you know, he's got that broad range of skills. And I must say, like, I, I, I don't want to say that I'm a successful person. Well, I think I'm somewhat successful, and it's because of the talent stack. But again, more importantly, it's because uh, when I think outside of one box, I've got lots of other boxes to play in. 
And I just think, I mean, I guess the call to action to any listener right now is twofold. One is like, like sit down, take a piece of paper or like as you're driving and thinking about this, how many boxes do you have? What are your frames of reference? And have you spent too much time compartmentalizing them? You know, if you're a golfer, are you coming in and speaking to your staff on a Monday morning about something you figured out when you're golfing? Or if you're a cyclist, have you done something there? Like everything, most people just keep them separate. Whereas, you know, the people who do them well stack them because the, that talent stack is who you are, is what will make you great. And of course, the second call to action is to have this discussion with your teams. Yeah. And this is definitely one that you don't have to be the boss to have. This is a discussion you can just share because it's interesting. So I challenge you if, you know, if, if you work as part of a team to, to just get up there and deliver that. Yeah. And, and I think it's one that will, will open a lot of your team's eyes, a lot of employees' eyes, because... And I'll be honest, it's something that I've often battled with is, is thinking that I'm a massive generalist and I'm not necessarily the kind of person that has a, a, a mass, a seriously, uh, I don't have one skill set that probably stands up a, a, above all the others. And people did used to throw that jack of all trades as a master of none down my throat. But it's very interesting to know that the end of that is, but oftentimes better than a master of one. And that was quite, right. quite an eye opener for me. So I think the same for a lot of a lot of managers, a lot of leaders, a lot of business owners. If if you allow your your teams to understand that, it kind of empowers a lot of people to a degree who might be belittling themselves or thinking, "Geez, you know, I'm not the best at that, or I'm not the best at that." But once they start making that list of of what they do have talents at and kind of working out their stack, you start seeing a lot more worth in what you can offer to a business and and offer to the world. Right. Totally. And I think that's a, probably that quote is probably a great episode at. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, yeah, sorry. That's it. Have, have a fantastic you. week. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I look forward to chatting to you. We'll, we'll be back next week. I'm going to be traveling again. I'm off to Utah. Um, so by the time this episode comes up, the next episode comes out, I'll be in both Utah and Portland, Oregon, which should be fun. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Oh, sorry. Fantastic, we're dude. Break, we're breaking up there for a second. So let's, uh, let's, let's finish this one. Sorry. I said, uh, I said Utah and Portland, uh, Utah and um, uh, Toronto. Sorry. But anyway, uh, uh, cool. But until next time, uh, stay curious. And lead loud. Later, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.